0: Welcome to Humanity Shines with Shelly Nagel. This podcast features people from all walks of life, their ups and downs, and what inspires them. Today, we have Carrie Vu joining us from New York City. She is a New York-based actor, so I wanted to ask you about how you grew up, your family.
1: Sure. So I was born and raised in New Jersey. Okay. Um, my parents are originally from Vietnam. Okay. And they escaped Vietnam um, around, I think, 79. But okay. they didn't go to America right away. They went to the Philippines. Okay. Which they met and they lived there for four years in a refugee camp. Okay. And then finally they made their way to, um, well, my dad ended up in New Jersey and for some reason, my mom ended up in California, but he got her contact info (laughs) and then they linked back up in New Jersey. So then they had my older siblings and then finally me. Okay. And yeah. How many siblings do you have? I have an older sister and older brother. So I'm the youngest.
0: The youngest. Okay. Yeah. Youngest of three. What was your experience like going to school in New Jersey?
1: Well, I'm from Jersey city. So I grew up in a time where it was mostly like Catholic schools, but mm-hmm. I was at the tail end where a lot of them were closing or consolidating. Okay. So I transferred I transferred once and then my school merged with another school. So I I kind of consider it transferring twice, (laughs) but, um, yeah, just growing up in Jersey city was really, I don't know, just normal. I was always school and then church on Sundays. And that was my whole life. My parents didn't really put me in any extracurriculars or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another big part of my childhood is my parents. um, They ran a store in New York on Canal Street for like 35 years. So I was there a lot too, um, mostly on the weekends. Um, But yeah, my parents ran a store there in between Broadway and Lafayette. So I was there a lot. um, But my parents would be there during the week and I'd be at school on the weekdays and I'd come home And I'd mostly see my grandma and then my parents would come home at nine. So I didn't really see them a lot. They were always at work because they worked seven days a week, you know, when you're running your own business. Um, So, yeah. What kind of store was it that your parents ran? It's like you lived in New York, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like kind of like a mini mall and there's like booths. Yeah. My parents would rent out the booths and then eventually they opened, um, like a hair salon in the back because my mom, yeah, my mom actually, um, wanted to be a hairstylist for the longest time, but she had to kind of hold off that dream. So she went to cosmetology school like in her fifties. That's awesome. Yeah. And then she got her, um, her license and she's been doing hair for like, I think like a decade now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. When your parents left, um, to, they went to the refugee camp from Vietnam, like mm-hmm. you said, around 1979. Were Had they had already had jobs there that they were working? Were they like teenagers or, or like how old were they?
1: They were like in their early 20s. I think okay. like okay. 21. My dad, um, he's really into music. He had like a music shop, like a record shop. Um, but if I remember correctly, um, it got burned down or something. (laughs) So he lost that, but for a while, he had it for a while and then he lost that. Um, and then when they, when he went to the Philippines, he did odd jobs, like electrician work, um, just farmhand work, anything that, you know, he could get paid for. Yeah. Um, my mom's a little more secretive about what she did. I (laughs) feel like, did seamstress work in the Philippines. um, But they met at a tailor shop. I don't know the details, but (laughs) they're pretty like, I don't know when I asked them, I'm sure they have their reasons. But when I ask them for like, how they met and stuff, they're kind of secretive about it, I think, because they just don't want to like dwell on that time, maybe. But I think I caught on from a young age to not push it too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then was English your first language that you learned, or did, you, did your parents teach you Vietnamese?
1: Yeah, so Vietnamese was my first language. Um, it's funny because I had a slight accent until I was twelve, but I didn't know it. It's just on certain words, yeah. so I would say certain words like like um, banana, I think banana, or like again like instead of again. <laughs> Oh, Until okay. like at lunchtime, my friend told me like, hey, you say some words really funnily. I'm like, what do you mean? And you have like this twang to your to certain like vowels. And then I, I I became really self-conscious when I was 12 because I was like, wait, like no one ever told me this. None of my teachers. And I kind of just kind of learned to autocorrect myself when I spoke. And just to make sure I pronounce things, I guess, more Americanized.
0: You graduated high school. What did you do? Go to college?
1: Yeah. So I really did not know what I wanted to major in. Mm -hmm. I just remember going through the common app, (laughs) and I'm sure the interface is different, but it was a drop down menu at the time. And I literally went through every major and googled what does this mean (laughs) so i get to computer science and i was already like an avid computer user like i played so many pc games and i was already doing like html css when i was in middle school but i was like i like computer science so i remember just putting that in my common app and that's what i'm doing um because I did not want to be a doctor and I did not want to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, well, I could be an engineer. That should make my parents happy. Um, And yeah, I got into NYU. So I was there for four years. Mm -hmm. And um, I (laughs) was always like, I remember just being so stressed out and overworked all the time, but I, I mostly got A's. So I feel like I got it, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my career. Yeah. Um, I just knew that I liked doing more web stuff. So I got an internship at, well, I got it at a financial services company, which is not where I yeah. dreamt of ending up, but that's where I got you know, my first internship, and um, learned more about building web applications for um, client services and just corporate um, needs. And I remember really not like being happy, just being really like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm like- The traditional (laughs) path. i student loans. I dedicated four years of my life to this. Then they offered me a job at the end of my senior year. And I said, yes. So I was there for almost two years. Um, And I remember just feeling very discontented. Like I just Mm -hmm. felt like, well, if this is the rest of my life, like I'm not okay with that. (laughs) I want, I felt like there was more to it. So Um, I eventually quit with a reason that I gave to everyone that I'm going to go to grad school. (laughs) So I quit my job. I study for the GREs. I work on my applications, my essays, all that. Um, but I just didn't feel 100% right. I think I was having like a quarter life crisis. (laughs) So I Signed up for an acting class because I wanted to do something really different from what I was already doing. Um, I remember just really liking it. I had no plans, no game plan. I just signed up for an acting class at the Barrow Group and remember just feeling like this is right. Like this feels like this is what I want to do. But I just didn't know what to do beyond this class so I just continued taking classes while I was applying to grad school, waiting on grad school, like acceptances or rejections. And then I settled on NYU, but in the Brooklyn campus. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then I go there. I'm living in Gowanus at the time, like between Gowanus and Park Slope. So I moved there, go to grad school. I lost one semester. I get like bees, mostly bees. Um, and I remember feeling like I don't want to be here, but I have to be here. Cause yeah. I I did all this work to apply and get into grad school and I worked my butt off for a semester. And then the second semester starts, a whole new slate of classes. And it just feels wrong. It just feels really wrong. Your so, intuition
0: was just like yeah. yeah.
1: I lasted two weeks <laughs> and I look up how to take a leave of absence <laughs> and I, you have to call in to do it. So I remember just being like, yeah, I need to take a leave of absence. And I remember the person on the other, other end was like, Oh, I hope everything's okay. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hanging up and just being like, Oh God, what, what did I just do? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any job lined up. I'm like 20K more in debt of student loans. And I didn't really tell anyone besides my sister because she's my number one supporter. Um, But I just did not tell anyone because I was embarrassed. I didn't know what I was doing. I just felt really lost. And I just crossed my fingers and hoped everything would work out. So I was like, you know what? I have money saved up from my first job. I'm just going to try to become an actor because I'm taking all these classes and I absolutely love it. So I, you know, do what a lot of people do, which is look at casting calls and backstage actors access, like everything. And I do indie student films, build up my reel. And um, I do like, CD workshops, agent meetings, you know, the ones that you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> do I do. A <laughs> yeah. So I did that. Um, and just a lot of the feedback was like kind of lukewarm, like, who are you? You're a random person. <laughs> yeah. But eventually I um I find my manager online and I reach out to her. And she likes my reel. And so she's like, let's meet up. And I'm like wow, like yeah, sure. So we meet up at a cafe um, for like two hours, and she's just getting to know me, and it just feels right. So I remember walking out of the cafe with her, and she taps my shoulder, and she's like, "Well, it's really nice to meet you, and yeah, let's keep in touch." And um, I remember getting home, and I get like an offer email. Oh, and. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, we like yeah, that. I'm like, whoa, this can't be happening. Um, but yeah, I've been with her since um I think the end of 2018. <laughs> that's so, so cool. yeah, so that's my journey to acting. It's not very straightforward, it's very messy. <laughs> Can you tell
0: us about some of the roles? Because from what I remember, you were in the oranges new black.
1: Were you on that show? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was like one of my first auditions. Um, (laughs) I remember just, um, yeah. Okay. So that was in November, December, I auditioned for that. And it was a role for a college student. Uh And I remember in the breakdown, I was like, she has a crush on Mr. Caputo. And I was like, well, how do I play that? So (laughs) I remember just doing, doing the audition and just like seeing my line in a very excited way. <laughs> um, Cause this is before I like, I fully understood auditioning. I was just so green at the time. Right. Um, and I got a call from my manager, like maybe a week later, like, Hey, you booked orange is the new black. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that was my first thing that I booked like less than two months after signing with my manager. But I remember just, um, Going to set and meeting Natasha Leone, very, very, very kind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then um, meeting Nick Sandow, very kind as well. Yes. Um, and we did like four or five takes of, it was like a, a walking shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a blast. Yeah. I was like, I, oh, five I takes? Can't imagine the
0: <laughs> Let's keep going. That's a great... <laughs> What a great gig to, to book as yeah. one of our first projects. Just a yeah amazing show like that. So you booked that. And then what kind of after that, like more auditions? Did you book
1: something else? Yeah, so it was just me and my manager um, just, you know, working together for a while. Like maybe from that October to like August, And I got a few more co-stars after that. Um, There was definitely quiet periods and me being new, I like panicked, like, is there more I can do? (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, I booked a few more co-stars, built up my reel. And then um, my manager started pitching me to different agents. So I got in a few meetings with different agencies and um, some of them were okay. Some of them were not that great um but I eventually land at KMR that's, great.
0: that's which, great
1: yeah they're really really great yeah um, awesome. so I've been with them since 2019 yeah yeah
0: so cool yeah. <laughs> so you got with that agency and then were you still taking classes during this time oh, yeah definitely. Or-
1: yeah I'm always in classes um I don't remember um, well, I was in, in improv class with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's how we got
1: improv class. <laughs> um, yeah, so like just, uh, definitely auditioning. Audition classes are important. Um, and scene study. Um, and then, yeah, those are the two that I focused on, but I also wanted to get into improv because... As you know, it's super fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just really um, learning how to break down sides Mm -hmm. and a script if, you know, I'm lucky enough to get one and developing a point of view. That's something that I didn't get right away. I would just memorize my line. And and say it in the beginning. Right. Um, but <laughs> now you're thinking differently. Me, yeah. I think it took me like a year to really get that I need to form a point of view. And it's fun to form a point of view instead of just rote memorizing what you're saying. Yeah. But so- to really like piece together the story and envision all the characters, not just your character and their purpose in the story you're telling. Right. And also being confident enough to share that because audition anxiety is something I 100% have. <laughs> yeah. So
0: since the pandemic, there's been a lot more self-tapes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs> so has has that eased that anxiety for you?
1: Definitely, yeah. I think that, um, zoom, I work better on zoom Yeah. <laughs> and self taping. I can, you know, take as many takes as I need. Um, and just taking my time, I think that just removes a layer of, you know, commuting to the office and then going to the bathroom to fix your flyaways yes. and makeup and then, um, you know, waiting in the waiting room with the other actors and it's really definitely. tense. And you're
0: like, I just want all of us to book this. <laughs> yes. 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 It, um, do, it does. It's yeah. Can you tell us about working on Netflix partner track?
1: Is that? Yes,
0: true? definitely. That was amazing. And that was a huge role. And it's like a series regular. Were you like, a,
1: it was recur- a rec- a rec-
0: recurrent.
1: Yeah. Um, the hope was, though, for season two that potentially April April could be a series regular. But um, yeah, I remember just getting the email in my inbox for um, a live audition over Zoom or EcoCast, one of those. Uh-huh. So um, as I always do, I look at the names attached to the project and um, I saw that it was based off the book. Um, it was being show run by Georgia Lee. Yeah. And I think at the time they had al- already released that art and show um, was the lead. I'm not sure. But um, I remember remember really wanting this because yeah. reading the sides, I felt like, oh, this is just me. Like, yeah, I remember the breakdown was just three adjectives. Um, I think earnest uh, was one of them. Um, excitable, I think was another one of them, but it was three adjectives where I'm just like, that's so me. yeah. And so I got coached and went to the um audition uh-huh. and I felt like I did what I wanted to do right So I knew yeah. if I didn't move to the next round, I was just proud that you know, I did what I rehearsed and I felt happy um walking out. And then like maybe a week later, I got a call back with one of our producers and our director, Tanya Wexler. So I remember just breathing before entering the Zoom and I had a split second where I was like, oh no, I rehearsed so much. I don't remember my lines. But then I was like, nope, nope, (laughs) don't do this to yourself. So then I got it together and then I entered the Zoom meeting I was in there for maybe 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, um, just doing the scenes and then taking readjustments. And yeah, I remember leaving the Zoom feeling really confident in what I did.
0: And, and I felt awesome. like
1: we, we gelled. Um, and then I learned maybe two days later that I booked it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <So cool. laughs> yeah. How long? Did you work on that set? Was it like a couple weeks or a month?
1: So I was on set from on and off from October until February. Oh, okay. so I was in. Yeah, I was on set a good amount, um, and it was the longest time I've been on a big set like this. Yes. Um. So I definitely learned a lot, and I got to see Arden Cho really work and. Like not only artistically, but professionally, just the confidence that she has to convey her ideas to like our director and the DP. It was just a masterclass. And I felt just grateful to witness that. It was just a, it was just a big learning experience. Yeah.
0: And you were so funny in it. Oh, thank (laughs) you. (laughs) I loved it. I was like, so Do you have any other projects on the horizon that you're doing right now or coming up or that maybe you can't talk about, that's okay.
1: So I'll be honest, I'm auditioning my butt off. Okay. And I've had, you know, like all actors do, we have small wins where we move on to the next round or pins and things like that, but I'm crossing my fingers.
0: For a couple of things you've auditioned for recently.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll be you some goodbyes. Can you Thanks. tell us a little bit about wh- because the acting entertainment industry is really hard? There's the really um. high ups and the really high downs. What keeps you inspired? D- like during the slower times or where it's just more that constant auditioning? What helps you stay inspired?
1: Yeah. Well, I think. It's very easy to feel like we always have to be on the go as an actor. Like you have to be in five classes all at once. You have to be working on your pilot script and part of like an acting troupe. And yes, like those are really important things to keep anyone inspired. But I think that it's also important to learn how to be idle and to just turn my brain off because burnout is really real. And I've gone through periods where I've burned myself out so much that I just had no more energy to give. Yeah. So I really try to keep a balance of, okay, I'm in this class mm-hmm. or that class or both. And then I try to see if I can apply and any results that I've learned from those classes if they apply to you know my auditioning, any callbacks, things like yeah. that, just to see the results instead of always stuffing myself in a class. Yeah, um, and then really just slowing down just myself, like yeah. sit down and read a book, sit down and watch a movie without looking at my phone. Go out and watch any form of art, not necessarily acting, but like I went to a glass blowing exhibition and that inspired me, like just consume, you know, other people doing what they love to do. Right. And I feel like that's enough inspiration to be like, wow, like I want to have that same energy in the work that I do.
0: I am hoping some of those auditions that you just auditioned for
1: you book. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you and so you much. Too.